Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Ask Zach. Today, I have a confession. For decades, I've had pedalboard envy, and not in the sense of wanting to have one of those huge studio boards that uh, you know a lot of the studio cats have. No, I've never, I've never wanted that. I've never wanted to have a a Starship Enterprise or whatever to uh, to control. I always like a simple rig. But what I have been jealous of are the really wonderful clean builds where all the cables are nicely buttoned up. Uh, you know, the power cables are, are run in the right fashion. It looks professional. And so I've been jealous of these type of, you know, those type of builds since the 90s. And since I first started seeing pro built pedal boards built by like Techstar and different people. And of course I've done a lot of interviews and gigging and especially in the True Tone Lounge interviews, I've seen a lot of Exact Tone Solution pedal boards that are just amazing. I mean, they are so clean and well put together that finally I, uh, I decided, you know what? I wanna have that done. And my excuse was I wanted to have a board built that was just for playing you know, direct or an amp. And so it's kind of a bigger board, maybe got a little extra stuff on it. It's still a long skinny board like the Metro 24, but uh, it'll have a, a Dream 65 and it'll have a junction box, an insert with like a volume pedal and some other things like that. And whether you can, you know, you can go either to an amp or you can go to the, the Dream 65 in a direct box. So while I was taking that stuff down there, I also took down my grab and go pedal board that I use, you know, more around town, or sometimes even fly with it too, and um, and it was kind of real rickety, and stuff was kind of moving around, and of course, also I kind of have changed pedals around on it at, at different times, but I always come back to the same guys, and finally I said, you know what? I want you to button up my uh, my grab and go board too. So this guy got all cleaned up with custom cables, no more, you know, mismatched you know, manufacturers, cables, and all sorts of odd stuff. Uh, it's got dual lock on it. Uh, you know, of course, we've got our True Tone CS6 on the back, and uh, everything's nicely, uh, you know, tidied up and buttoned away. And it just looks really professional and well put together. I've always wanted to have this done. So today, we're going to take a, uh, a school trip out to uh, Exact Tone Solutions here in Nashville, and Barry and Eric 
are going to, uh, and, and I, are going to walk through this board. And now I know in the past I've talked about this, you know, some of these pedals before, but this is a really fun, uh, you know, kind of take because you don't just get my feedback on these things. You get really good feedback from both Eric and Barry, and they ask really good questions. And also they give me a hard time, which is what friends do. And they are great guys. And, uh, yeah, they did an amazing job on this. So enjoy our trip to uh, Exact Tone Solutions. Welcome back to the XDS Custom Shop. I'm here with Eric. Say hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. And I'm also here with Zach Child. Say hi, Zach Child. Hi, Zach Child. Now, so this is you. actually your video, and you graciously let me hold the camera. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Eric has finished this small board. Do you have a name for this board? Uh, we're going to call it John. John? the Mr. John. Mr. John. For the, for, if you know, you know, right? Yeah, if you know, you know. So uh, this will be an easy board to walk through. And Eric, as you walk us through it, Zach, will you jump in and kind of give us the where and what fours of... Did I call you John? <laughs> you can call me whatever you want, Barry. I called you. As long as I get a I had thing. John. I, John, I, I, Mr. Leventhal, if you'll, uh, <laughs> if you'll just walk us through this board. If, uh, I, if you know, you know. If you... Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, we'll, but we'll keep it secret. It's a it's yeah, a it's, it's a John L board. Yeah, yeah. All right, Zach. As uh, <laughs> as uh, Eric here walks us through the board, maybe you can chime in on you know why you picked what you picked or why you like yeah. the stuff that's on there. So Eric, take us through it. Yeah, simple board, uh, mono board. There's only one of them. Now we don't do a lot of those here. We don't see a ton of them. No. Um, but it's a good size. Yeah, this is a great size. And you got plenty of room under there for your supply. And for a folded board, the gauge on that is pretty nice. Like, it's a thicker gauge. It's robust. Uh, some other boards, I won't name names, are pretty sharp. This is a pretty mm -hmm. gentle one. I'm going to cut your hand trying to pick it up. Are those feet just stuck on there? Or are they captured somehow? They are captured somehow. Captured somehow. Okay, cool. So we got through to the board. <laughs> and then on top of the board, there's some pedals and some cables, and that's about it. Now, it starts with the tuner here, a little guy. Which is kind of, Zach, that's kind of quickly becoming unobtainium, it yeah. seems like. Yeah, they, they are still available, but only from the manufacturer. They don't have any dealers oh, anymore. So okay. because they had a shortage of chips. So I actually mistakenly mm. bought one on Reverb at higher than uh, the retail oh. price. And then I found out that they are still for sale, but only directly from uh, Sonic Research. So, okay. yeah, don't pay inflated reverb prices. They're, they're <clears> shipping <throat> them. Uh, but, yeah, that is my favorite all-time uh, tuner pedal. And it's it's small. It has a soft switch that's mm -hmm. still true bypass. And it just it's easy to see. It, it tunes really well. It doesn't do anything crazy. Uh, you know, because the last thing you want is something wacko happening while you're trying to uh, retune before the next song or something right. like that. Right. Especially, like, if you're already in the weeds, right? Like, yes. you've, you're, you've played yeah. a song, you know it's bad, yeah. and, and you're trying to make uh, it right. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't want, want that. Did so. you dig the, like, the Peterson strobes? Like, are you a strobe fan? Uh I had one of the Peterson strobes when they when they first were released, and, it, and they were gigantic and also had, like, an XLR out. And I just didn't like it because at that point they would rotate like this, mm -hmm. 
and like this, and that was hard for me to read. It was easier for me to where it was going this way or this way, depending on whether it was sharp or flat. Right. So I found that when those race car looking strobo stomps came out, that there was sort of a haves and has nots when it came to using them. Like it a, like a race car bed, don't they? It, I yeah, put that it did. It did. It yeah. looked completely very again with the ball mo. That's it right. Was, that's right. Yeah. So it's. Uh, but I knew a bunch of like acoustic only players, and they never figured it out. Like they didn't yeah. even know how to get it. They didn't know what the object of the game was. Like yes. they didn't know. Well, you got to stop this bit over here from moving. Yes. I think a lot of people like the DI in it, the sound quality. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I never noticed. At least a couple people that I think knew what they were talking about said, I like the DI in that thing. That's cool. Great. I didn't know that. But here we are, and now you've got a tiny thing <laughs> there that does strobe and is available directly from Sonic Research. Yes. They are a very cool pedal. Yeah. That's good. Compressor, good mm -hmm. pedal. This one I, I like because now we'll we'll go back and I'll just go ahead and admit it here. So this this pedal board is uh, pretty much an exact copy of uh, the pedal board that one of my favorite players, uh, a chap named John Leventhal, mm -hmm. used when uh, and there is he had a different overdrive on it, but he is a fan of the Mostortion. And so I already had all the pedals that he had, except for this Mirage compressor. And so I ended up picking up one of these. And this kind of has a, a slower response. It's not that really quick. And, and so it just is smoother. So it doesn't clamp down so fast and it just sounds more natural. And so I really like this compressor a lot. Also, it kind of messes with your tone in a nice way. It kind of, it's it has kind of a, a, a mid-range kind of thing to it, which I like. That's cool. And so uh, I really like this. And this is something that I, I pretty much leave on all the time. And it has a handy little light on there that uh, I, I don't know whether uh, it's, you know, very sophisticated or not, but it seems like it's sensing, you know, how much it's grabbing and such. And so you can kind of, you know, easily back it off. And uh, yeah, it works well. Yeah, that's super cool. It is. A, that's a good compressor. It's good for guys that don't <clears throat> do compression or think the compressor they have is too heavy-handed or too aggressive. Yeah, it's a good one. I think as an aside, it's also it's a curated compression compression experience. It's got two knobs. You don't have to know how mm -hmm. to set a knee or an attack or a release or yes. any of that stuff with it. And it's those are all set in a very guitar-friendly way. And, and that's what I need, you know, and, and I just find the more option, you know, I get option anxiety and uh, I need something that just kind of does the job and works. And so yeah. it's like, so to me, like a lot of guys get into the compressor pedals that have like five knobs. They have like a mix knob, they have a tone knob, they have, you know, a, mm -hmm. an attack knob and, and, they, and you your, your normal comp and, and level knobs. And those completely, you know, throw me for a loop, even though they, they sound great and I hear people using them in great ways. But I I love the fact that it's just a two knobber and it's easy to use yeah. and it's and it's really friendly to to playing. Yeah, no, I think they are. They're great. And less knobs to try to set uh during a, a really quick sound check yes. <laughs> or a, a stage load-in. Yeah. Uh, next, Tremlo, a modern classic. Yeah. Not really a modern classic, just a classic. Well, you put it, I did a double take because I, I said, do you, do you really want it there? <laughs> and 
uh, because it's before dirt. Yes. Barry had to talk me into it. I almost, I said, I said, yeah, I had to hold him back. I said, yeah. listen, we respect our clients here. <laughs> and so this, this had to do, again, this is copying the way John had his book. Oh, is that how he has yes, it? I didn't, I didn't know it. that. And so what I found was, is that I like it that way because what it's doing is it's raising and lowering the level that goes into the distortion when you have it on. And to me, it gives you a more interesting texture because your signal is being dirtier and cleaning up, dirtier and mm -hmm. cleaning up as the tremolo goes up and down. And so I, I thought that that was kind of, I don't know whether he did it for that purpose or not, but, and I haven't, I've never asked him, but uh, yeah, I just, I really like that. And so I, I think it really adds a, a nice thing. You know, of course it doesn't make any difference if you don't have the distortion on, but uh, when you have it on, you get that, uh, you know, change in level, change in dirt level. And and you set your distortion. It's not super aggressive, right? No. I mean, and I think that leads credence to, because it's not like you're going to have clean, dirty, clean, dirty, clean, right. dirty. It's going to yeah. kind of undulate maybe in a way that maybe you couldn't really identify. Right. Yeah. It's it's not drastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's subtle, but it's interesting. Yeah. So. So that's the trim. Mm -hmm. And there, and there's nothing <clears throat> really, um, the, the current, Boss TR2 is fine and dandy. This is from the era when they there was still like a volume drop in them mm -hmm. and Analog Man would do this mod. So I don't know that this is kind of a necessary thing anymore. This is just the one, you know, that I had and, yeah. and such. And so, it, you know, and at the time they were only like a hundred bucks or whatever. I don't know what they are now. Yeah, so. they certainly made improvements to the GE7s when they moved them yeah. to Malaysia. I, wonder, I, we, I don't know that we've had a Malaysian... TR2 in, so I don't know if they've sort of, quote, fixed those things that we would mod, that you know, like that that mod corrects, but um, but it's still a great pedal. I, I think a lot of guys use them for nostalgia only, but they still are totally valid. Yeah. Well, cool. So, trim, and then... The classic Mostortion. The aforementioned Mostortion. When did you find the Mostortion, <clears throat> Zach? I found it because of Jeff Sin. Ah. And so, so this was before they got to be expensive. And uh, apparently the, the whole distortion thing starts with uh, Leroy Parnell and then the guitarist that worked with him, like Rob McNelly. And then Rob McNelly uh, had one shipped to Jeff Sin's house because he like was out on the road or something like that. Jeff Sin ends up playing through it. Uh, uh, when he was going, wait, yeah. I think you just confessed a federal offense on Jeff's yes, behalf. Yes, uh, Jeff Sin does belong <laughs> in, in jail for, you know, for multiple reasons. But, uh, and then Jeff was trying to get uh, True Tone to, to make a copy of it because okay. he, was, he was unhappy with, the, of course, the build quality in mm -hmm. the original you know, 10 series housing. And so he, he shipped one to me. And then I fell in love with it, and then ended up the uh, the chips, the, uh, the CMOS, the yeah. CMOS chip is not made anymore. And so because of that, because that would make it harder to source them and get them to the to True Tone's factory and such in China, it didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So I had I had to you know so Bob said yeah we're we're not you know because of that that issue it doesn't really make sense. That's something for like a smaller builder to use and not to sure. mass produce. So we didn't do it, but I ended up just falling in love with the pedal. So I, I ended up buying a couple of them when they were still in that $100 range. Good for you. And then uh, the switch on it, uh, you know, they 
they kind of notoriously go bad and I would spray deoxid in there uh -huh. and get it to keep working and finally it wasn't working anymore so then I, that's when I had you guys do your uh, your rehouse on it yep. and uh, and I had it uh, did you give a lick about the the true bypass no yeah. I didn't I just I liked the pedal the way it was and I didn't feel like it needed so I, I have a soft switch on there right. and it's and it's just doing like it always did so it's not true bypass yeah and uh, and it works fine. And again, you're you're only dealing with a couple of pedals here, so it's not a. So why the distortion for you? I th I like the three band EQ. It's a good fixer. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just think it. Even though I I I interviewed the uh, the designer of this, and basically what he did was he added the three band EQ from like a a Fender amp. Mm -hmm. Uh, to a tube screamer and changed it to where it had that CMOS, you know, chip. And that was all it was. But it makes a big difference in the way it sounds. And to mm -hmm. me, it was just more, I hate this word, but it is more natural sounding than a tube screamer. It <laughs> didn't have the uh, the, the low-end loss, and it didn't get so mid-rangey. And to me, it was just more friendly. And, of course, now there are so many other overdrives out there. But I don't really like to change up stuff a whole lot. To me, it's like if something works, let's kind of let's kind of go with that. And let's let, let's leave it alone to a degree. Which makes yeah. sense because of everything on this board. Yeah, and, and going these back, are all sort of older. Yeah, and era things. What Eric was saying is really important. Eric was hinting to the fact that when you're futzing with stuff, you're not being musical. Sure. And so when you're trying to get comfortable. You know, and you're messing around with stuff. And to me, it's like the le the least amount of stuff you can use, the better. Because, and if you kind of know the stuff well, that way if something's wrong, if there's a knob in the wrong position, well, it's easy to kind of find it because you know them all real well. And that way you can get on to doing sound check and, and playing through the song or learning a new song with uh -huh. everyone else in sound check. And it just makes it to where it's just a lot better. Uh, now, of course, sometimes you have to use more gear depending on the gig and everything. But this is, you know... Again, this is your little grab-and-go kind of do everything, you know, that you would need in most, you know, kind of normal, small situations. For sure. So. For sure. So that got us up to the distortion. Yeah. A couple delays here, then. A couple yeah. good delays. Do you set those short and yeah. whatever? So is I that the idea? The, I set this short for, a, you know, a country slapback like I'd use with a Telecaster. And, uh, and it's just nice to be able to go very quickly between... because. A lot of times I play more roots type music and I play older country, you know, with maybe some more modern stuff thrown in, but it's nice to be able to go from your Telecaster thing with this to all of a sudden you can go to this and you can have the distortion on for playing a ballad or something like that. And the fact that this, uh, I mean, uh, this has the built-in tap tempo that's really What do you think about me. that? That's kind of, I found that to be divisive. I, I have, I've, yeah, you're, you're right, it is. And uh, I like it. And I, it's like, it's just you have to be careful with where you're hitting it when you're tapping it in. And it's like, if you if you hit it in the right area, which I think is over here, at least for me, it's worked. Uh, I don't have a problem with turning it, you know, off and on, as it were. I'm, I'm able to, to tap it in without without an issue. And I, I just find it works well. And this this is one of the best sounding, like, I don't know what they are now, but it's like when I started buying these, they were like 100 bucks used. And they can't be a whole lot more than that. And they have a great sounding tape delay. They have a great sounding analog with modulation that sounds kind of like a deluxe memory man. And uh, and it has these other, like it has 
a swell thing on there that's the same one like you get on the DL4, which basically can give you the uh, you know the the volume volume swell type thing, and you can just put it on that and and play some chords and it swells up, and you don't even have to bring a volume pedal with mm -hmm. you. Now it's it's not as uh, variable and and uh, you're not able to kind of express yourself as much with it, but still it it, it kills that that bird. So for yeah, sure, this yeah this is great, and this is really cool because these are still not super expensive. Like the DM twos are crazy expensive, but the threes are clearer sounding. Hmm. I think they're better, and I found this one cheap because someone had modded it to run on nine volts instead of 12, which to me was an upgrade. Sure. That was what I wanted. Because <clears throat> you know, I, I do that anyway to old boss pedals. I convert them because if, if I'm going to keep it, unless it's like some crazy valuable pedal, but I'll convert it to take nine volts instead just because it's easier to, to, to use and to plug it in. So I, you know, I think I paid like 125 bucks for this one. That's great. And it also, um, it does... Depending on the unit and depending on how the the internal tremors are, uh, are are dialed in, you can get a really good, almost infinite, you know, kind of repeat kind of thing that that doesn't oscillate, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's really good for kind of filling space uh, and also to make you play less. So sometimes it's nice <laughs> to turn the door. You know, it's like I'm always looking yeah, for things if, to do that. If I'm, you know, if I'm looking, you know, it's like here you're you're playing on a mid tempo or a ballad and something like that, and you're just doing too much, and you're just like, okay, well, I just turn this. It's a straight jacket. Yeah, I turn, I turn the intensity <laughs> all the way up, and I turn the repeat rate. Well, that's actually yeah, and uh, to the longest time that it does, and I keep that that setting, and I turn it on. And it's just like, and you, you can rake some chords or do some simple, you know, arpeggios and it just kind of fills things out and, you, and you're not tempted to keep, you know, turn into a banjo player or something. Now, did Leventhal, Leventhal have a, a DM I think, thing? I think, yeah, he had a two. So, I mean, oh, he had and, a two. Yeah, this is, this is full on, you know, a, a copy. And it did not make me sound like John Leventhal. Ain't that a bummer? It, 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 it was a bummer. You know, Although but, we may have you cut that out because we it, kind of have a business predicated on... <laughs> sound like such? Yes, uh, you will sound like <laughs> But here was, here was the thing that, that kind of sold me on this kind of setup was I started playing guitar in, in the 1980s and the first pedal board I had was a Boss plastic right. board. It was called the BCB-6. And it had this red master switch, and then it had, it had spots for five pedals. And so I had a Dynacomp, a TS-808, and like uh, a chorus and a delay and something else. And I always liked that design. And I didn't even think about the fact that for years I was using like the Pedal Train Junior and some of those other boards that had two rows of pedals. Mm -hmm. And... Going to this board reminded me how much I liked having just one line of pedals, and I didn't want to have to step over stuff because this is so easy to use, especially while you're also having to sing. Sure. Too. So, because I'll, you know, and the depth is a problem if you're singing because where does that Hercules stand go? Exactly. And so it's nice having these things, and even though you know the distortion in the rehouse, it, it's kind of tall. But that's actually a really good thing for me because it's really easy to hit this. You know, if I'm singing and then all of a sudden I'm going to hit that to, you know, for my solo, mm -hmm. then it's it's kind of it's easy to do that. That's so, very cool. Yeah. So just the so 
there's been a lot of thought into the ergonomics and everything on this, and it just it just works really well. It's and I love having it cleaned up so much with these wonderful, you know, nice custom cables that you did. And of course, I'm just going to say this right now. Um, you know, of course, we've got a True Tone, you know, CS6 underneath this thing one I've been using forever. They, you know, y'all put these nice little labels on there, which uh, makes it look cooler. And then cleaning it up, I mean, it just looks so much better than when I had it. Yeah. It was kind of, it, was, it wasn't, yeah, it just didn't look well, so I, nice. I remember you and I talking about, I, I kind of felt like I was halfway talking you out of it. Yes. You <laughs> because were, it was fine the way that yeah. it was, and the cables there were fine the way that they were, but it's... It's funny how just all those little things added up makes such a big difference on the whole. And I had Velcro underneath it, and I just and it was you know, it was just an ugly patchwork of, of Velcro, no uh, no pun intended. And it was funny how the pedals would kind of rock around some, yeah. And that would change, and that could that affects the way when you're turning them off and on. It kind of it creates a undesirable effect when you're trying to turn things off and on while you're playing. Sure, because then, then you're not even aware, did I get that? Yeah, and stuff is just kind of sitting wonky and stuff mm -hmm. moves around. And so getting the dual lock on there is huge. Having, you know, nicer cables and having everything cleaned away where there's not stuff sticking out that could possibly get caught. And again, I have to show these, uh, you know, wonderful little uh what, what are these doodads called i i, sh I should know the better. adhesive mounts yes the adhe yeah and just the way y'all have made it <laughs> so one here. clean and nice on here and that one spot really is perfect for that board not only because it has six but with <clears> these <throat> switches yeah. were you to switch out the moss distortion for something that takes 12 or 18 you're that's like sitting right there and yeah. all you just plug it in and and switch it yeah and yeah. The, and, and if you're going to go demo like in Europe or something like that, it's international automatically and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, it's 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 great. And you know, th this is a power supply that I I pushed for, you know, for True Tone to make because I started getting feedback from players. You know, this was you know, back in 2015, you know, where it was like guys were starting to use smaller, you know, boards but but still wanted like, you know, isolated outputs and stuff like that. Yep. And so mm -hmm. and that's that's my Which is great, which is what you would need cuz this on a non-isolated with yes. this and then this on a non-isolated with this that that you could get yeah. ticking from this high-pitched whine from this yes and so it helps a lot having you know this board on the, on isolated outputs it, it just it keeps the the noise level down and you know and also this is you know what i what i use on you know most on my show a lot of the times this is what i right. plugged into yeah, and a lot of times I'll only have the compressor on and that's it, just depending on what I'm doing. But then it's like, if you hear echo and stuff, you know, or, or overdrive, this is kind of what it tends to be. Yeah. So. Well, Eric, you did a bang up job yes. as always. It really does look lovely. And uh, I won't I won't try to talk people out of it anymore. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Eric, <laughs> and thank you, Barry. Our pleasure, as always, Zach. Thanks for coming to see us, dude. Yes. All right, later. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed our uh, trip down to Exact Tone. I hope you will uh, check out Exact Tone if you're ever wanting to have any type of custom rig built or want to have something nicely buttoned up like this, or maybe it's something um, you know more complex. 
They also have a wonderful line of pedals and they can do repairs on, uh, on your pedals. So if you have some exotic, expensive pedal that uh, is not working right, you can send it to them. They can troubleshoot it. They are amazing guys and uh, highly recommend Exact Tone Solutions. All right, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.